Vale, vale. Let's vale, go. Vale. Let's go. This could end terribly. With your boys, Johnny, mm-hmm. Tommy, and myself, Abiade, if they told you their podcast is better than ours, Mm-mm. they're lying. Mentirosos. They might not be lying, but we got to say that they're lying. No, no, they're lying. They're lying. Right. Lying. Don't we're, trust them. We're, we're supposed to say otherwise. Don't trust them. Fortnightly, we are here. God damn it. Amen. Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know the fucking deal. All of that. Lot back of pe- again. Back again. Mm-hmm. A lot of people going back to the office, including myself. Mm-hmm. I was worried. I'm not going to lie. Why? We don't just podcast during the lockdown, you know, when people were at home. Okay. People going back to their normal lives. How's that going to affect us? People got commuting time to fill. But that's what I'm saying. You guys have just flipped home time with us to commute time with us. And we feel blessed. So thank you. A couple of my, couple of my peoples them have told me that they, thank you. They're, they're reticent to listen to the podcast on public transport because they start smiling like idiots with headphones on. Love it. And laughing people, uncontrollably. People don't know what they're smiling about. No better way to spend your time on the district line. Amen. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Amen. Thank you to everybody who's been sending love. Endless love. Mm-hmm. DMs, messages, one or two random comments on the YouTube videos. We fucking oh, love come you, on. Dogs. We, we love you, dogs. YouTube if you're nasty. YouTube if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get kudos, extra kudos for listening on YouTube. VIP tickets just, for the live we just, show. We just need more views there. How also, are you, man? Should also shout out our oh. first listener from Kurdistan, I think. Oh, oh for real? She's global. Bruv. Let's man. go. Bruv, Kurdistan. Go. Shout, shout out them, Big man. Stone Newington, stand up. Stand up. <laughs> Big up everybody though. How are you, man? What are you saying? Boy, I'm not gonna lie, today Ooh. I figured out how to um turn on like face ID for when you open WhatsApp. Oh. So if someone tries to open your WhatsApp and your phone's unlocked, they have to face ID to actually get into the app to see messages. What are you hiding, like, Johnny? It's toxic summer. Let's what go. What are you hiding? Me and Chet Hanks question. We're, we're out here. Mm, toxic shit. season. Shit. WBS. That's right. I That's didn't know right. that was a thing. I'm still on the iPhone 6S. Yeah, your phone is marg. It works. It works. I mean, it doesn't. It works. It's a terrible aesthetic. But it works. It's got loads of space. Terrible aesthetic. Is that what you use your phone for? Yeah, it's part of your image. It's part of my brand. Mm. What you got? Uh, I don't know. Whatever the most recent one is. <laughs> don't even know what you got. <laughs> Very good. I like yes. that. The one with the best camera. <laughs> but that's all you're buying. Just, just go get a fucking camera, bruv. Mm. No, because I have to carry two things. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. How are you, Rich? All good. <laughs> just keep it moving I, the only thing that's changed between the la- between now and the last time you see me is I now could potentially if you might want to choke in front of me right now I'd be able to save your fucking lives mm. oh first aid done man's been doing first aid come Qualified. on off site come on with work come on so if you choke if you convulse if you go into shock if you get heat exhaustion I'm there bruv man's all doing I know doing up do. Florence Nightingale I had to that. put man in the recovery position Jeez. are you mad are come you- on I swear. Life I could be there, that. you're saying. No. Yes. Not, not I'm there, but I could help. I'm saying. I, I, I might. I, I know, may be of service. I know how to use it. on the person. <laughs> I know how to use a defibrillator. If, oh, you, if you die in my presence, I, it's because I don't like you. It was a decision. Fam, I exactly. could have helped you. It was you. an active decision. Yeah, I could have yeah, helped yeah. you. You best pray I like you. <laughs> if the heart starts acting up, you know what I mean? That's right. Bay watch Just 20, pray I'm here for you. Baywatch 2022 pending. 
But yeah, other than that, man, I'm cool. I, oh, I got the vaccination text. Oh, calm on. This week, didn't I? Calm on. When are you, when are you booked in for? I'm not. Oh. I'm not. Oh, you're not what do you mean? It? it sent a chill down my spine. I'm oh. not going to lie. I got the text and he's like, oh, you've been selected. Not, well, not selected. Top three <laughs> but, oh, selected. But you, you can now apply. You can go to the NHS website. And it just sent a chill up my spine. I don't know why. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti this vaccine. But I don't know, man. So, it, just, uh, it just made me feel strange. I got the, uh, the super silver Pfizer. Oh, yes. Oh, you last did. Friday. You did. Last Friday. Walk us Are through it. Walk us through it. Single double jabbed? No, no. Single jab. Okay. So first one. How'd it go? Light work. Just walked straight in. They, they had quite an operation going. Don't know if half the people were volunteers or if they were like paid, but either way, they had a bunch of people. We were in a, a school slash nursery kind of facility yeah. that they had like repurposed for, for vaccinations. And it was fine. Light Did work. you get the sickies after? Or was, no, how no, are you? Nothing. I didn't even get the dead arm. To be oh, immune was, system on 10. 10, 10. On 10. Produce of Zion right here. Like Bro. Blessed yeah. people. It was a combination of the injera and the uh, <laughs> and uh, the pounded yam, I think. Hell yeah. Uh, and Morley's. No, it's actually the, the Igusi soup, actually. Don't know the that's dance. That's actually what it was. Oh, don't know the dance. That's what it was. You, you people don't, don't eat that. That's we don't. That's why I said combination. You okay. people. He keeps on getting away with the you people. There's a differentiation in this you people. Naturally, Tommy's people are not the same as you people am i right or am i wrong yeah east west we all yeah. the same we all the same don't but do that way, Johnny. don't do fine. that Johnny. do it do the jab do the jab <laughs> the, the, the don't nor- be an anti-vaxxer the northern africans do all that east west stuff like we're all africa yeah yeah Subs- ssa is all pretty much right, you know what i mean basically. i mean that's a product of colonialism but we can have that discussion another day otherwise we'll be here all day <laughs> so i kind of we've kind of already asked you how you are Tommy. you vaccinated and anything else how's your uh, week it been? took me uh, almost two hours to get here Firstly, E tree baby. Thanks, the third time, thanks, Sadiq. The third time uh, I'm making this mm. this voyage, and uh, had me wondering halfway through, how the fuck did people get around before Google Maps? Bruh, it's a good Mate, question, man. Like the, some of the back roads that this the, thing um, was suggesting to me, and it made me <laughs> kind of have flashbacks, right, to the time when Dad was, yeah, my Dad would teach me how to read that A to Z. A to Z. <laughs> the old school, and A you know to the Z. madness of this the A to Z. You have to go to the back, find the road yes. there, and then like chart it across. Yeah, man, bro, you had to it, know grid references and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was thinking, how do people live? <laughs> how how could you live? Yeah. Stone ages in that. It's a madness. That's why black cabs got away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Technological advancements that we actually need, though, like driverless cars. Do we need it? Not sure. Not no, sure. I think we do. Google Maps, things like that, really help the people. Driverless cars, not so much. Yeah, my thing about driverless cars, I don't think it makes sense until every car is driverless, right? Why? Because then they can all react in the same infrastructure. They can all re- respond to the same center of energy or same center of information. Sorry. No, I, I think the, the if driverless you've, if cars you've, if you've are programmed got... to cl- to also be able to respond. In an environment where there are but that other produces, non-driverless that produces cars. a non-certain margin of error. Where sure, if all sure. cars are automated, then they work on the same system. Fine. All cars being like all cars being automated is better, mm. but some cars being automated is also good. It's better than what we have now. Mm. Yo, Tommy's sick of driving, man. Man just wants to kick back and get a bit of fellatio of some rum in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Tesla and Google it's do its the thing. Future, it's a free country. <laughs> it's a free country. I feel you, Big though. facts. Fellatio, I, fellatio, ask, though, that's... I couldn't have my life in the hands of a machine. If I'm gonna die on the road. I want to do that shit. Mm. So you wouldn't get a pacemaker? Fast and Furious that's style. That's technology we need though, Johnny. But that's putting your life in the hands of a machine. But there's no real alternative in that instance. Well, we, also, we almost had... My heart's gone, bro. You ever, like, been, you ever been stuck on the motorway? There's no... 
Yeah, but we also have. <laughs> I don't know how driverless cars help that. Semi-driverless though. trains, don't we? They're, I mean, DLR the driver just sits there for yeah. for joke, basically. I quite like the idea. Someone was like, if you go to a house party, um, most London house parties are always accompanied by awful, awful parking. If you had a driverless car, you could rock up to a driverless car in your driverless car to the crib. <laughs> that. Driverless car can fuck off. Shoo. Fuck off and do it. Yeah, it can fuck, fuck off. Go home. Yeah, chauffeur itself somewhere else. And then park when up. and then when park up somewhere yeah. where there is space, even if it's 10 miles away. And then when it's time for you to go, you press a little button and it whips around and you're... That'd that, be quite, that, that's kind of slick. That's kind of slick. slick. I've got time for that. But, but who's, who's talking about the valet's jobs? What's that? The valet's. Oh, the valet's oh, 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 yeah. Solidarity Oof. with the uh, valet... Have you ever valid work as union? Is that a thing here? Always. Uh, no, not here. Oh, I do bizzle, baby. But also in America. <laughs> certain oh, men are local, states. certain men okay. are. Yeah, yeah. Most of the world, there's a lot of big valet parking culture. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Not That's in, not in Sadiq's so London. Fun. No, no, not in Sadiq's London. They work on like tips, right? Or is that like what? Yeah, I mean, like they'll, they'll get paid, uh, I guess, okay. the equivalent of minimum wage or whatever, but a large part of it's tips, basically. Very mad. It's very mad. Anyway, lads, good to see you, man. Hey, man. Relieved yeah. to be here. Two weeks later, here we go. What Episode week 17. This could end terribly. The boys are back, bitch. That's right. But it's been a bit mad. A, as, it's as, been a bit crazy. As I've said a hundred times before, as Buster Rhyme said before the seminal track with Mariah Carey, there's a lot of things going on tonight. A lot of things going on tonight. Now, for the first time in probably about seven months now, I'm actually just going to take a fucking back seat. All I'm going to do mm. is I'm going to say, Two words. Mm. And then I'm going to kick back. Mm. What, what, what are they? Israel, Palestine. I'm sitting back. Beep, 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 beep. Excellent. Excellent. Let's ask, let's ask the Jew what he thinks about <laughs> the conflict. This, this is a I unique, sat back and then I looked at Johnny. This is a unique take. Um, <laughs> I'm sure no other podcast has covered this. We don't need to go through it. You all know what the fuck's been going on. However, we'd be remiss to not go into it. And you know... I ain't about, we ain't about to come in here and have Johnny speak about fucking Black Lives Matter, right? So it makes sense that he speaks about this, um, which is what he's going to do. And as I said, I'm going to kick back because for the first time in 17 episodes, this is going to feel fucking great to not hear the sound of my own voice, this, which is uh, a problematic opinion given I'm a podcast host. <laughs> this, uh, this could end terribly. Um, <laughs> uh, very good. Disclaimer. Yes, this could end terribly. Uh, shit, where do we start? I mean, firstly. How do you feel? <clears throat> How What's it feel? been like being due these last couple of weeks, Johnny boy? Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> it's been tiring. It's been tiring. But to an extent, how I feel kind of isn't really important in the grand scale of what's going on over there. It's just awful. It's awful. It's an awful tragedy. It's an awful civilian tragedy. It's an awful humanitarian tragedy. It's an unnecessary conflict. It's an asymmetric conflict. It's, it's just awful. As a Jew in London over the last couple of weeks, it's been difficult. It's been difficult for many different reasons. I think I'm quite lucky in that one, I kind of didn't grow up in that Northwest London or North London um, Jewish bubble community. Yeah. I don't live in that area. I kind of, everyone who knows me knows I'm Johnny the Jew, but I don't really look like a bait Jew beyond like the reasonably sized nose. For people who live in areas like Hampstead and Golders Green, it's been a tough couple of weeks. There have been attacks in the street. Everyone saw this motorcade yep. of people driving past saying death to the Jews, rape their daughters and whatnot. There's a <sighs> rabbi attacked in Chigwell today. There was someone oh, a, as of recording... So someone attacked a, a, a driver in Golders Green, and I know the Jews aren't great drivers, but it's no excuse. Um, 
and it's it has been tough. It has been tiring, and you've had to see the yeah. We're good at dark humours, I think. Yeah. I just I'm re- I just don't know what I can and can't. <laughs> anyway, we're we're a people of jokes. Um, it, it's been tough, but and what's also been tough is is honestly seeing the volume of shite posted, seeing the volume of misinformation of inaccurate information that people have been posting all over Instagram and Twitter. People, right. your own friends who ne- who either are misinformed, ill-informed, or a hundred different reasons. There has been a lot of shit going on. What would you say some of the bigger kind of pieces of shit or bad information that's going around? But before we do that, maybe give an account, a balanced account of what's going on and then lead up to why the misinformation is being spread. What information has Tommy just asked is the worst at the moment? So, all right, we'll try and do a crash course in what? Yes. Three or four, yeah. five let's minutes. Try. So let's yeah. just try. It's, it's not of... a simple topic, right? So we're going to try and do this You've got to give justice. this one justice a little bit. So, okay, so the genesis of this, of the wider conflict and the why it's happened more recently. So this all goes back to kind of really the the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s. Lots of Jews um, at the advent of Zionism felt that what was then um, Ottoman Palestine, the old Israel, would be a safe place, a place of refuge, given there were pogroms and anti-Semitic activities in various places across Europe. At the same time, uh, the Palestinian territory within the Ottoman Empire started to see itself uh, with a more national identity. They didn't see themselves as Arabs in the same sense that Iranians don't see themselves as Arabs, in the same sense that certain parts of Syria, especially Kurdistan, um, don't see themselves as Arabs. They developed a specific national identity. And so as Jews started uh, moving to um, what was Ottoman Palestine, there was a generally peaceful coexistence under Ottoman rule, but there became there, there were tensions developing as this kind of new nationalist Palestinian entity merged with an influx of Zionist Jews fleeing Russia, France, and other places. Yeah. Then uh, we got World War One, and the Ottoman Empire fell apart. So my book that I keep telling everyone to read, Line in the Sand by James Barr, um, goes through the story of how the British and the French carved up what was the old Middle East, the old Ottoman Middle East, into two areas. And so the British took over the mandate of Palestine, what was known as the Palestinian territory of the Ottoman Empire. And then uh, more and more Jews kept turning up for the same reasons, rising anti-Semitism in Europe, etc. There was also a more organized movement for a state of Israel to be created. Um, We started seeing kind of Jewish resistance fighters um, preaching the cause to fight against the British to create a state of Israel within British Palestine. Then World War II happened. The British couldn't really afford to hold this land anymore because the empire was totally fucked. The country's bankrupt. So the United Nations divvied the land into two. They said there's a bunch of land here um, for Palestine, a bunch of land here for Israel. Um, The Israelis agreed. The United Nations voted on it. The Arabs disagreed. And that was the first uh, Arab-Israeli war, 1948. What happened was the Israelis won that war and they ended up taking over a lot of land um, that had previously been designated to the Palestinians as per the 19 or post-World War II UN declaration. Okay, so then fast forward a little bit, uh, we get these uh, sporadic attacks um, and we end up in the 1967 Six-Day War where a six-nation coalition goes to war with Israel and it ends pretty badly. 
that did end terribly uh, for yeah. the Arabs and most notably for Palestinian citizens because Israel ended up taking over all of the territory that had previously been given to the Palestinians um, as well as the Sinai Peninsula, which is kind of the bit of land between Israel and Egypt or kind yeah. of like the eastern bit of Egypt. Yeah. And then what happened was further conflicts going on, et cetera, et cetera. We had the rise of Arab nationalism during the 60s and the 70s, and that led to Jews being expelled from uh, other places in the Middle East. And so in the same sense that a lot of Palestinians were moved out of uh, what was Palestine, Israel, um, in the 40s and again in the 60s, Jews were effectively kicked out of countries like Morocco, Algeria, Iraq, uh, Syria, and they had to flee to Israel. And that's how you had this kind of increase in population of Mizrahi, Maghrebi Jews in, in, in Israel. Yep. And then you end up with the uh, 1978 um, Oslo Accords, which uh, basically agreed... No, sorry, the 1978 Camp David Accords, which was the deal which uh, kind of gave the Sinai Peninsula back to Egypt. But the Arabs were so pissed off with Sadat for agreeing this deal that they assassinated him. Um, which wasn't ideal. And so there was further Arab League or Arab nationalist tensions against Israel. And then we get to the Oslo Accords in the late early 90s under Bill Clinton. And there was a divvying of the land. Also not a great deal, but it was meant to be a starting point where there was portions of land within what was what used to be the 67 agreed borders, um, where in certain parts of Palestine... Palestinians had full control. There was joint control in another area, and then it was all under Israeli control. Now, that third bit, Section C, is important to remember. We're going to come back to it. Um, then we had various infitadas, which means uprising in Arabic. This is where you had popular revolts against the Israeli occupation. The name, you may have heard this phrase, Israeli. it goes back to Israel winning the 67 war and taking over these lands. And the conflict goes on and on and on, kind of in perpetuity there are later uh infatada the second infatada ends in 2005 the israelis give back gaza but the problem is that during this time israel consistently sends settlers to live in that third section so where there was a defined palestine with three different systems of government full palestinian control shared control and israeli control Israel has been sending people to go and live in the bit that's under Israeli control. Why? Because it's their method of normalizing, uh, expanding Israeli territory into Who's that method? Palestinian area. Whose method? When you say their method. It tends to be far-right exactly. or, or nationalist Israeli governments. It tends to be the Likud party. In general, this is what is who Netanyahu's uh, representing. So we end up uh, in a situation today where we basically had an unfortunate coincidence of the calendar, where the last week of Ramadan coincided with Yom Yerushalayim, which is Jerusalem Day, that celebrates the day. In 1967, when Israeli forces recaptured East Jerusalem. Right. It's the first time in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that Jerusalem had been a single city under Jewish control. Um, so that's always a day where the nationalists and the far rightists in Israel come out to celebrate Israeli pride and da -da -da, fuck the Arabs kind of shtick. Coincided with the last week of Ramadan, obviously not good timing. Of course. Obviously not good timing. Um, and so tensions have been mounting, escalating, both sides have been going tit for tat, tit for tat, in that kind of, in that history of, Israel-Palestine, what I didn't mention was that um, the West Bank, as it's called, which is kind of the east of Israel, it's called the West Bank because it's on the West Bank of the River Jordan, 
Uh, it's controlled by Fatah, the old Palestinian Liberation Organization, PLO, and the Gaza Strip is run by Hamas. Now, the reason that Israel justifies basically fucking the Palestinians constantly is because they consistently conflate Palestine with Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Um, they took control of Gaza and they haven't really allowed any elections ever since. It's bang wrong for Israel to conflate them, especially when Jews in this country and Jews all over the world ask not to be conflated yep. in our identity with the policies of an Israeli government. It's of totally course. abhorrent. Yep. Uh, and we, without going too deep into why Fatah is no longer really an effective political institution, um, what Hamas does in the Gaza Strip is not relevant to how Israel treats Palestinian citizens in the West Bank. And that's bang wrong. It's been bang wrong for a very long time. This settler uh, program, state-sanctioned protection, where basically people go and live and then soldiers go and protect them, is awful. It contravenes all types of international agreements. And that's where this big hoo-ha, hoo-ha is kind of the, the wrong word, but this conflict has come from is because there was a specific set of families who were about to be kicked out pending a Supreme Court decision as part of this ongoing program of displacing Palestinians from Israeli-controlled Palestine. And the protest kicked off, coincided, bad calendar timing, et cetera, et cetera. Boom. What, a region that is a perpetual tinder, tinderbox caught fire. Yeah. What would you say some of those kind of the misinformation going around at the moment? So is? there's been a particularly popular infographic that's been going around. These, the two ladies sitting next to each other da, 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 makes claims such as Israel doesn't exist or it never exists, has no international right to exist. Uh, it discredits the presence of Jews in that region recently and or historically. Mm. Agreed that Israel is, it's an asymmetric war in terms of how they fight the Palestinians who basically throw rocks and Israel shoots back with bullets. It, it totally misrepresents the fact that Israel was attempted to be invaded twice um, in 1967 and subsequently the Yom Kippur War, had the Arab coalitions successfully invaded Israel, there would not be an Israel today. Uh, it's a totally hypocritical view of looking at the conflict. Um, and it also misuses and popularizes quite sinister uh, phrases. In my opinion, people might disagree with this, but expressions such as what well, you may have seen from, from the river to the sea, which is an expression about uh, Palestine. Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. It's basically an expression of of Israel ha having no right to exist. That we should clear everyone out, and that every You're from it's quite the widespread. Yes, is it quite widespread? Yes, yeah. yes. The land from the river to the sea should be under Palestinian control. That was never agreed upon by the United Nations. Um, it has never been subsequently agreed. Yasser Arafat in the PLO never agreed from the river to the sea. It, it's, it was an extremist phrase that has now been kind of sanitized and popularized. It kind of goes back to something I'm going to get into later, but all this kind of semblances of performance activism on both sides from Jews who are just arguing awful things against Arabs because they're Jews, but also people engaging in this because it's 20... 21's Black Lives Matter moment. Mm. Um, people who aren't educated and aren't genuinely engaged with this are sharing misinformation because they don't understand the history of the conflict. Yeah. And it's tiring. I feel you. It's yeah. sad. Yeah, it's awful. And this is the thing, like, I, I kind of... I, it, is it is tiring. It's tiring here. It's not easy for the Jews who live in Golders Green. But again, our kind of, like, sensitivities and our complaints are just nothing. They're totally... Irrelevant. There yeah. are children being bombed yeah. incessantly yeah. in Gaza. There are people being attacked in East Jerusalem. 
uh, in, Pal in Palestinian-controlled East Jerusalem. There are also civilians being attacked in Tel Aviv. I know people in Tel Aviv who are spending nights and nights in rocket shelters. Yeah. The important thing to remember is that BB Benjamin Netanyahu has failed to win three elections in a row. 50% of the country... You just call him BB. People call yeah, him BB. It's his popular name. 50% yeah. of the country fucking hates this guy. Benjamin. Yeah, I know, but BB? Yeah, no, that's his name. everyone calls him BB. Like, even US presidents and stuff will be like, oh, BB Netanyahu. Mm -hmm. That's just his nickname, right? Oh. Young BB. Young B. Okay. It's kind of old B right now. Yeah, okay. Um, Teflon B. Teflon B, yeah. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, 50% of the country fucking hates this guy, right? And the people I speak to in Israel are kind of like, we don't understand what the fuck this is happening. This has happened yeah. out of nowhere. Why this is happening is because the only way that he can secure a government in coalition is by pandering to the far right nationalist in Israel. The last time someone tried to really um, create a peace deal with the Arabs was in the 80s, I think it was Yitzhak Rabin, assassinated by a far-right nationalist for giving too much land. It's a problem. It's yeah. a problem. And, and if you go to Israel, the attitudes of Israelis towards the Arabs are abhorrent, yep. racist, awful. Uh, and some of the arguments that you hear um, in this country from people saying, well, Israel needs to exist because it's the only safe space for Jews. And you think, well, no, Jews aren't particularly safe now. This conflict has not made Jews safer in Israel. Clearly, they're under rocket attack. Uh, or anywhere else, really. It has definitely not made any of the Jews and gold is green any safer, right? Israel does not have a right to exist just because, uh, just because we think that it might be a decent idea for Jews to have somewhere to escape to. Yeah. That might have been the idea 100 years ago. It has a right to exist because it has a right to exist under international law. I also believe because it was subsequently attacked multiple times and conquered territory. That's kind of how nation states are built and developed. Um, but the overriding point is that it is important to differentiate solidarity with Palestine, yeah. which I think all Jews should have, all Jews particularly. And, you know, we all have our kind of racial particularities and our identities and things yeah. that we speak to. I speak to certain things as a Jew. You speak, you guys speak to certain things as a black man. As a Jew, I think it's inconscionable that we, that Jews would not support and oppress people. Yeah. Um, but then you also, again, going back to the point of misinformation, there have been comparisons between the state of Israel and Nazism and how they treat Palestinians. And that's, I think that's abhorrent. I think that's a particularly nasty There's comparison also been, to make. Uh, comparisons to um, apartheid in South Africa. So I think right? that's more, I think, honestly, I do think that's more justified. It's more apt. I do think it's more I justified. Think, um, obviously, the whole thing is very sad. Um, and like you said, there's you know, people dying. Um, if I look at this from a slightly different angle, what I find interesting is how the response to all of this has changed over time. Um, when I say response, I mean civilian response and international community response and all the rest of it. I found there's been a slight, a slight different tone this time around, I'd say. How so? Um, I think this might be maybe the first time, unless I've read it wrong, and I'm no expert geopolitically, but uh, that Israel may be starting to lose kind of that, that battle for hearts and minds as they, as they like to, to phrase it. Because like, I think BB came out and they, they just announced a ceasefire yesterday or whatever. Which right? already violated. Yeah, but he came out and he said, look, um, we've achieved all of our objectives for this battle. So we're happy to, to, to do the ceasefire, right? Mm -hmm. And I think certainly they have, like whatever objectives they had, whatever uh, kind of, command control centers and whatever they wanted to destroy they've destroyed for sure mm -hmm. um but they may have won the battle but i think a little bit of the war they they may have lost and that armor is that that kind of hearts and minds yeah. element that that i think 
that, that I speak of because obviously for the last however many years and as you mentioned there's been like asymmetric power right the asymmetric powers militarily yeah it's diplomatically yeah but also in the media yeah. right so there's been like some kind of unwritten rule basically where in the media you can't really criticize israel nor can you speak to the suffering of the palestinian people right mm. because ultimately the only people you really expect to speak of this kind of stuff is largely politicians mm. and politicians will only speak to things where they see an upside right yeah. and there is no upside in in championing the the, the cause of the palestinian people or, or whatever right yeah, at which, that time which is an awful sure but that was the political reality sure right yeah. the political reality of what we've seen over the last 15 years um so i think what we've seen now is that that kind of stock political kind of answers don't fly anymore right mm -hmm. so you've seen joe biden and andrew yang and and boris johnson and everyone try to give that kind of stock answer of you know israel has a as a right, has a right to, defend, to defend itself, defend itself. Yeah. which of course sure every country has a right to defend itself but that kind Smart. of like unsophisticated kind yeah. of unnuanced view would fly before but yeah. now doesn't they, it doesn't work right they're getting pushed back to explain it there's uh, uh, a myriad of alternative media let's say that people can can broadcast to or get their news from yeah and all of that has led to people whether they have the full set of information or not mm -hmm. looking around and seeing that that there's a group of people who are being who are being subjugated basically yeah. right um and and they and as a as a collective these newly found activists maybe mm -hmm. as you put it have have come out and said nah like we can't have this yeah right and and as a result you're seeing the polit the politicians having to find new rhetoric yeah, basically yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. and that's and that's what i mean and there's a, b a bunch of stuff around what bernie sanders um i don't know if you read he, yeah he wrote like some new york times um opinion piece and he yeah. said some interesting stuff but i think what people have to understand is you have like racists uh all types of abhorrent people in every country right mm -hmm. so there are in here for, for example if we, uh, i know uk best so in the uk you might have the national front or the the, the bmp or people on the fringe left and the fringe the, right and the stuff, tory right? party so you have you you have a diverse set of, of opinions basically yeah. right the only thing is in in israel now it's that kind of hard right opinion basically that has been in power for a prolonged period of time mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. with the crumbling of the of the left and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the rest of it so i think um yeah i think i don't know i think it's sad and i think um bb's i think i think it's it's political all, yeah. all yeah. of this, it's, this is, is entirely is, politics yeah. is local and all of this is is basically a plea i guess from him to stay in power basically instagram people stop getting so mad when people don't post the things you post like relax we say this every single fucking time these topics are important absolutely getting behind them and supporting them I don't know how much you actually do by reposting a thing on your Instagram that only your followers see, your little echo chamber of support see, but fine, do your thing, but leave it at that. Stop alienating people. Or Is that fair? Or echo chamber, or, echo chamber, or, echo chamber. Or genuinely engage. You know, Israel has done terrible things in the last five years, which is the last thing I'd say, you know. Yeah. Um, they passed the, the nation, nation state bill or some shit. It's a fucking awful piece of legislation. It basically said that Jews, only Jews have the right to self-determination in the land of Israel. 
fucking abhorrent. Yeah, yeah. Reduced Arabic to a second um, rate language in the country. All types of UN awful. contraventions. Right? Yeah, UN. all kinds of settler contraventions, all kinds of, well, the move to remove the US embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, deliberately provocative. Yeah, we could spend hours and hours, but this, yeah. uh, the last thing is solidarity with Palestinians. Nakuda fucking assholes. Netanyahu's an asshole. Don't ask Jews to explain the domestic policy Amen. of the Israeli government because it's not our fucking beef. Amen. And stop anti Semitism, stop being anti Semitic, stop attacking Jews and gold as green because they can't even drive, let alone <laughs> let alone direct Israeli also, domestic policy. They need driverless cars. Yeah. They need driverless cars. Yeah. They need driverless also, cars. Keep, keep, if you see something you don't like, Say something, right? Yeah. That's what people are doing. Rather, regardless of we'll how informed. informed or not you're informed yeah. you are, if you see something that you deem to be whatever, unchecked oppression yeah. or whatever, yeah. say something, it's fine. You don't For have real. to know everything. Like you can still say, what the fuck's going on here? And then as long as you're open to be educated, cool. Like, yeah. For, real. For real. This, uh, this asymmetric conflict has, has got to stop because nobody wins. Yeah. Nobody wins. But um, on the topic of asymmetric conflict. <laughs> Violence. Uh, yeah, <laughs> violence to an extent. Uh, this is this is this is a, a a topic that I have no idea. So I'm going to take Rich's role oh, uh, on this one. I'm going to sit the fuck mm. back. But there's been uh, a podcast with a comparable follower base to ours. Uh, it's also <laughs> big facts. Also presented by a man with a with a taste for really fucking awful beanie hats. Um, yeah. uh, that's been the Joe Budden podcast and there's been some small controversy. Richard. Yeah, man. Yeah. Love the JBP, right? Don't know how many of our listeners listen to the Joe Budden podcast, but it's a very, very big podcast, you know, hosted by the one and only Joe Budden. Shit hat Ex-rapper. Da, 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 da. The reason why this is interesting and why this topic is being brought up today is because the podcast that they've been running for the last five or six years has basically gone through some dramatic changes recently with the oh, two boy. main co-hosts, Rory and Maul, leaving the podcast. Why did they leave, Rich? The reason that they left was, as it turns out, over a bit of a contractual wrangling, mm -hmm. a bit of a debacle with regards to the finer details mm -hmm. of their paperwork. Now, shall we break it down for them? Well, this was, uh, this was a heated discussion in the IG group chat. Yeah. Which look. I ignored. So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for you to, to argue it out here. Ultimately, we have... A situation where Joe Budden obviously is very, very famous and has made a name for himself both musically and after his music career. He went on Love and Hip Hop. He started his YouTube channel, Joe Budden TV, very, very early, built up a personality online and was heavy on Twitter and built up an account of followers over there. Now, that transformed into a podcast, a podcast which he started with a couple of people, which then grew to being what we know as a Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Moore. Mm-hmm. They've been going for about five years. About five years. The last couple of weeks, they broke up. Rory and Mole didn't show up for a couple of episodes. People were asking what's going on. Rumors flying around that there's trouble in paradise. Oh boy. Right. Joe brought a couple of his other friends to, to fill in. And then it emerged that there was some issues with paperwork. And what I mean by that oh boy. is that it emerged that Joe Budden Rory and Moore. Sorry, can I just interject? Form. Okay. I think one thing that's also important to say just before we got to this phase part, part is that Joe Budden is also a big champion of 
independence and ownership. Don't yes. do that. Don't do, I, I, see, I see what you're trying no, to do. That's no, the one thing that I do know. Because I know what you're trying to do, Tommy. Tommy, I know what you're trying to do, Tommy. Don't even try that. You're trying to get your narrative in early. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's trying. You can't, you can't get to the split No, but it's important. It's important. Joe Budden has, has walked away Big from cash. contracts, big cash. Big cash. Mm-hmm. He hates the idea mm-hmm. of selling the rights to the, to his IP and the things that he has helped cultivate because he always runs on the notion, on the idea, which I am wholeheartedly in agreement with, that the creators out there are tragically underpaid across mm-hmm. every single industry, whether mm-hmm. it's sport, entertainment, podcasting, whatever it is. Typically the biggest names, the content creators, the minds behind all of the ideas are the most tragically underpaid. So he has taken it upon himself in a very dramatic fashion throughout his 20 year career to underline that and to continually champion independence, owning your rights, owning your IPs, et cetera, et cetera. So Tommy is absolutely spot on. But Tommy said that for a reason and we're going to get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And we're going to blast through this because the topic isn't actually about Joe Budden, Rory and Moore. It's about how friends and business mix Turns out Rory and Moore, they had a contract, which was a percentage or a profit share agreement Mm -hmm. for the earnings that are made on the Joe Budden podcast. Now, Mm -hmm. it's important to say that the Joe Budden podcast then became a network. So the YouTube channel that was Joe Budden TV became the Joe Budden network. And with that, he launched two other podcasts and there are plans for more content to come. So the Joe Budden podcast became a show on a wider network. They got the Spotify deal, which was a huge deal, which was for two years. They came out of that contract. They severed those ties pretty badly. Wasn't a great deal for all parties. Again, Joe going down the independent route. They got independent sponsors by Cash App, who were owned by Square, huge company run by Jack Dorsey, and also Jay-Z, who was on the board there. Come on. Um, And now they recently moved to Patreon, where Mm -hmm. Joe was also made head of creative equity. So he is involved in the procurement and acquisition of content creators and whatever for Patreon. Ironic. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Rory and Moore ultimately believed in their contract having a profit share agreement meant that they owned part of the podcast. Is that fair? I think so, yeah. That's, seems, my, that's the way I... Uh, and That seems dumb. And it's natural if you have a profit share agreement to want to know how much money is being made because how do you know how much money you deserve? That's fair. If you don't know how much money is being made. So they requested accounting. They requested the numbers associated with a period of time. They were sent those numbers mm-hmm. via email in a snapshotted sort of Excel sheet okay. or, or an attachment with an Excel he's, sheet. He screenshotted them their P's basically. <laughs> and apparently there were some discrepancies, not necessarily with regards to their pay, but with regards to a certain amount, which they may have been entitled to a chunk of. I okay. think it was like $400,000. They then started getting very, very upset, feeling as though they were being shortchanged. Okay. That, for the last year, caused problems which were actually quite tangible if you watch the Joe Biden podcast over time, yeah. A little bit, yeah. So it all came to a head very, very recently with them deciding to kind of take a break. Rory and Joe getting into an argument with Joe telling him, don't come to the podcast for a few episodes. Mm-mm. More reacting very badly to that and saying, how the fuck dare you tell him not to come to the show that we've helped build? Tutus it blows up Mm -mm. and Joe publicly fires Rory on an episode of Joe Budden podcast. No way. And then shortly after fires Maul as well. Jesus. 
Everybody went fucking crazy. Joe, how dare you? You're a champion for independence. You're a champion for getting your contracts right. And you ain't even sorting out your boys who have helped you build the podcast. And it became a huge Twitter debate as to who was in the right and who was in the wrong. So who is in the right and who now, is in the wrong? this is a good question. And let's focus on this for a little bit of time because again, it's about friendships and contracts and how mm. you should approach that shit. I personally believe that Joe Budden has always been the star of that show. Okay. He has always been the star of that show. He's called the, the Joe Budden podcast. It was called I'll name this podcast later to start with. Then it That's became very important. Then it became the Joe Budden podcast. Okay. He is the star of the show. And I mean that in the sense that he is the better podcaster of them all. He is the A mic, so to speak. Is he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you verifying my opinion there, Johnny? It's important. No, no, fair enough, Judge Johnny. Because no, no, Johnny. Johnny, he's going he's gonna, to, at the end of this little yeah, segment, he's going to say who he thinks Yeah, exactly. Whatever Johnny right said. Wrong. Let's do that. I quite yeah, like yeah. that. So quite ju like just that. to say, I am you, listener. Just if you, Johnny. <laughs> if you haven't got a fucking clue about what's happened, then you, this is your first time hearing this, I am you. Yeah, Rich yeah, 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 yeah. So my view is that Joe Budden, as the creator, founder, owner of both the podcast and the network, who essentially hired... Rory and Moore to come into the podcast is the podcast. Okay. He is the personality. He is the main guy. He's the funny one. He's the one who gives us all of the biggest hot takes. He's the one who lives, breathes it. He's the funniest one in, for the most part, Maul is very funny, but his life up to the podcast and through the podcast's years remains the source of a lot of their content, whether it's him going embarrassing himself on Love & Hip Hop, whether it's crazy stuff he's done mm, on the I internet, whether it, I mean, I think it is, but- We'll, we'll do the defense and we'll come yeah, to the yeah, prosecution yeah. later. Yeah, and yes, Rory and Maul have come in and they've helped this thing grow. And since they've come in, we've seen exponential growth in what these guys have done, Spotify deal, et cetera, et cetera. But I would argue that Joe's star has also risen while that has been going on because of all these aforementioned things that I mentioned. His, Overall, marketability grew with going on Love and Hip Hop, getting the Revolt deal with Diddy, becoming a host of uh, a complex, a hugely popular complex show called Everyday Struggle, mm -hmm. which he did in tandem with the podcast in years two and three, I would say. You must have come across Everyday DJ Academics. Academics and Joe Budden. Heard it's like a hip hop show. Yeah, Nadeska yeah. uh, moderates. Then when he left Everyday Struggle, that's when Joe Budden podcast was his main baby. And mm -hmm. that's when it shot up because okay. he had a huge story to tell. And on Everyday Struggle, he had got into huge arguments with people like Little Yachty, which went viral. Like loads of different takes Migos. with him. Migos, a, a near fight. You must've seen that where Joe Budden almost gets into it with the Migos at an award show, right? These are all the things to me that prove or are evidence for the fact that Joe Budden really is the guy. Now, the, the problem- the guy for what? He is the guy on that the podcast. Pod, uh, yeah, he's pod. the people. Okay, he's okay. the reason people go to that podcast. Cool. Right? He's the reason why they get the million views a week that they get. So, he always owned it. Okay. And he hired those guys. Why they think they own the podcast is the bigger issue. Okay. But before I crack on, well, I was going to say that's that, that's the case for the defense. Exactly. And prosecution, please. I don't know if I'm not here to prosecute Joe. I'm a big fan. Like I listened to the podcast for a long time. I'm a fan of his. I think um, he's very compelling the way he um, speaks to camera, basically. He, yeah. can, he can run a one-man show in a very compelling way. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think there's nothing wrong with anything that Abiyadi said so far. I think it's very uh, factual explanation. But one, one or two things that you have to kind of bear in mind is 
these are three friends that hosted a podcast, right? Okay. When this podcast started, even though jo Joe had a music career, Joe wasn't anybody in particular, Don't right? Do it. Let's be honest, Don't right? He, he had didn't pump, he, he had pump was, it up, bro. Yeah, but that's that's my point, right? He he wasn't a one hit wonder. Pump, pump it up. He, he was that him. Just yeah, nice. that was his biggest tune. Pump it up. Fire. Was but that wasn't. I mean, like he, we, it's, it's, it would be harsh to call him a one hit wonder, right? Obviously, yeah. but. He didn't. There wasn't much going on when the podcast started. Is it like right. how Jedward had one song and then a couple bangers? I don't know, but like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's comparable. That's the peer group, yeah. Joe Budden and Jedward. This is yep. the Jedward podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, Saga. these friends started They're a podcast. They're on smoke on Twitter, by the way. I'm anyway, big fans. And it, it seems that it seems that my G's ego basically is unable to be uh, kept in check. Huge that's, ego. That's basically what it comes down so to. He came. He started with nothing. Okay. Basically, yeah. at the point at which the podcast started. Uh, they've done like f almost 500 episodes, 460 saying. Um, wow. The 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 set of three of them got together within the first 15, right? Okay. So him and Rory, uh, him and uh, him and Rory were there from episode one, and then Maul ended up Maul ended up joining them. Whatever episode 15, 16, some shit like this, okay. right? And then it started. Fine. Now the other thing that's undisputed is that Joe is the A side, right? He is the most engaging person in that podcast. He is the one that kind of runs it, dictates the uh, the flow, let's say the ebb and flow of the of the whole thing. Fine, and he gets the majority uh, ownership or 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 um, yeah uh, revenue, let's say that's generated from this thing. Fine, yeah. that's that's something they're all comfortable with. The issue now becomes. That they walked away from a big deal. They walked away from this huge Spotify uh, deal, apparently. To, I don't to think, go it was, I think it was after. Oh, yes, the renegotiation yeah, of Spotify. When, when he yeah, was yeah, going yeah. nuts about yeah, 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 why yeah. Uh, Spotify are fucking us, they're not yeah. giving us our Because that was value. around the time that they gave Joe Rogan $180 million. For, for, it was yeah, the same yeah. time that Joe Budden was renegotiating for his podcast. That's right. also said, to lease Joe yeah. Rogan's content. It wasn't yeah. even to, to buy it. Yeah. They leased it for two years. So, yeah. mm -hmm. they, so, so Budden was using that as a, comp, uh, as, a comp, as a comp, as a comparable, and whatever. That, that, that doesn't matter. What it comes down to, I think is that these brothers for uh, they're all champions the other thing that we have to say they're all champions of independent ownership of your own yeah. shit yeah so rah, I, rah. i've seen this yeah and he's mm. joe budden's been talking about this from his music career like i had to wait x amount of years to get out bad record deals etc etc so they walked away from a bunch of cash and it seems like in the background the issues that have been going around is about money basically okay. right where these brothers are not beefing how much they're getting paid nor they have an issue with their split they're only saying we need a bit more transparency around the business, basically, because mm -hmm. they're even though they they gave up IP, right? So what happened was Joe Budden was like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is my idea. This whole thing's me, basically." Right? They were like, "Yeah, it's true. It was kind of your idea. So we don't mind if you want to keep the IP. Keep the IP. Okay. And then if he kept the IP, then the only way to structure this whole thing is a profit share, right? right. So they're on a profit share. They sit behind expenses, as they say. So they pay out liabilities and rah rah rah, and whatever's left." They hit a profit share on, sure, right? which is which is common way of doing business if they're not taking a salaried employee. Yeah, right? fine. So now they're asking for accounting, and they're not getting provided accounting. They got my G's saying shut. They you're basically employees. Got okay. Don't lie to the That's people. basically what went down. Don't lie the to prayers, the people. The the Rory got told to stay to home. People. One sec, one sec. <laughs> Rory got told to stay home. 
basically. He oh, just lied well, to the people. The, re- the whole thing that the beef kicked off, apparently, where Rory gets a message that tells him from Joe Biden, he gets a, what, a text message that tells him, listen, bruv, stay home for the next couple of weeks. Oh, Which he can do because he's the owner of it. So that's where these men are kicking off. So they're saying you're not the owner. It's a free man thing. But that's, okay. Sec, so can we, can Let me finish and then, you, come and then on. it's on to you. I've, I've, I'm wrapping right, up. He, wait, he let I'm the defense. Up. All right, yeah. my bad. So, so, so he tells my G, stay home. Don't come in today. Yeah. And my guy's like, what the fuck? But he lets it go, yeah? And calls the third co-host and says, I've just got this saucy message from Joe. He said to stay home. I, uh, I replied with a question mark. He replied with, with an exclamation mark, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not going in. Okay. So his boy, the other co-host, okay. who's actually really Joe's boy, okay. yeah, um, goes to check, to check Joe. Okay. What's going on, bruv? I uh, heard you, you told this brother to stay home, rah, rah, rah. Joe Biden tells him, listen, fam, this is none of your business, my G. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, on, a, on more boss-like shit, yeah, no. basically. Ross. Tries to Tommy, hit him with that. Tommy's in bad a little bit. Facts, in though. In These are facts. Tommy's They've spoken about it. Tommy's he said, ba- everything I've said is facts. Okay, okay, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So then, facts. wait, wait. This you is where the issue... Were, motherfucker, you said you are done. This is where the issue <laughs> comes, right? Can I speak? This is where the issue comes, right? The issue comes where these three brothers thought they were part owners. These two guys thought they were part owners. And Joe thought he was the boss. Okay. Basically. He okay. That's it. Is the boss. He has the right to tell them to not come in because he runs the show. But that's why they And they when they you so. focusing on the fact that he said to Maul, this podcast has nothing to do with you, I think is a bit disingenuous. And a lot of people did this. Maul focused on it a lot. When the reality is we've all got into an argument with our friends where we've said stuff that we don't mean. Yeah, but he's back. It's he's doubling down. Not, him saying to Maul, not this of po- Hang on. Him saying to Maul, this podcast has nothing to do with you, is purely an emotional response. Purely. Sounds like mad chat. It doesn't make sense any other way because. No, it does make sense. No, it doesn't. You can't. You can't. You can't have it both ways. You what do you mean? You can't say he's the boss, so can make executive decisions. No, but you can. But you can have it both ways in this particular instance because whether we like it or not, he has the right. <laughs> To say what he said. But they don't but believe listen so. to me. That's why they left. But but then why don't they sue him? If they That's going let down. Me, let me ask Johnny a question. That's literally going no, down. it's not. Let me ask Johnny can a question. I, let I me ask you a question before you ask a question, bro. Sorry. Okay. Do you think it's normal that these guys were part owners of this podcast and didn't have access to anything other than their salary? Do you think that's normal? Okay. So if they are part you haven't got owners, any questions before you adjudicate <laughs> no um, i am no questions at all. i we am did quite a good job there yeah i am the supreme quick court. verdict then we can talk about I friends am, and business i am the supreme court um if they are part owners then they have rights to the data if they are not part owners which which is my understanding of this topic they are not part owners they have a profit share with joe budden but they're not owners of the ip or the brand it's his podcast then he, then they are employees of him. The the mistake that they said that they made, right, is that obviously Joe Budden was the big the big dog, yeah. as we're saying. He was the A side okay. of, of this yeah. thing, right? He also got the biggest share of the revenue. Yeah. So I think for too long they let him, his business manager, and the guys just do everything basically. So for the first couple of years, they turned up, they did a bit of chat. They might have got one, two deals here and there for sponsorship or whatever, and not much else, basically. Because right? there wasn't much money in it at the start. Who knows? Who knows? No, nah, there but wasn't, bro. I've much. been there for the whole journey. They had yeah. they, they don't like ads. 
and they were very very careful with the sponsorships they took yeah, on. Joe specifically so didn't want any. So there wasn't a, there's no there's not money in podcasting until you hit a certain point or if somebody somebody wants to pay you. So Joe said there was only actually one deal in which this profit agreement thing was actually relevant. So again, we can say that Joe and he's admitted himself his communication wasn't the best. Maybe he should have clarified a few things, but one thing that is absolutely one best. second, one second. One thing that's also very, very clear about the, the other co-hosts is that they have always said that we allow our lawyers and our accountants to talk so that we as friends mm -hmm. don't have to. Mm -hmm. So but that who's was too late. No, but no, they said this years ago when they were on the road and on tour. Somebody from the crowd on one of their live shows asked them, how do they mix business and friendship? And they said, we don't talk about it. We let our lawyers and managers and accountants talk about it. So... At what point do we say that a 39-year-old Maul and a 30-year-old Rory do have to ensure that, yes, we are friends, we are boys, certain allowances will occur over time, but for the most part, there has to be a legal framework by which we know how to operate. We can't blame Joe entirely. We're talking about grown fucking men at the end of the day. So I'm going to wrap this section up because you two are going to be here for hours. Ago. <laughs> yeah. But my final judgment is that, morally speaking... Joe has fucked them. I don't think either of you are in dispute yeah. that Joe has no. fucked them. From the information I have to, uh, available to me, I don't think he's wrong legally or in a business sense to do so. Let's business and friendship. <laughs> yeah. What are the takeaways? As Biggie said, keep your family and your business completely separated. Nah, I don't know if I agree with that. How do you right? avoid these situations if you're like boys though? I is it just, as I said, like, is it just a matter of Joe being or friends other, being the person who is the owner, if there, if that, if, if there is that dynamic in a, in a group of friends being clearer, or is it, does it fall on the other contract holders to be on top of their business a little bit more? Um, first, I think it's um, between friends and obviously these guys were at one point quite close. I think there were kind of a lot of like unsaid things, basically. There was a lot of like understood but unsaid. And I think that kind of gray area leads to issues down the road, right? So you're better off yeah. speaking 100%. in the moment rather than being like, yeah, we're boys, we'll figure this shit out. There should out. just yeah, probably be no gray areas. Exactly. So it should be straight off. Like, so that's the first thing, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, be clear, especially if you're boys, you yeah. can be clear with yeah, each other. Yeah, right? yeah. There's, no, um, there's no ambiguity, it shouldn't be. The second thing is, I think Joe talks a lot about psychoanalyzing your friends. Yeah? Oh boy. And I think- That sounds very Jewish. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> the, 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 the big thing for me with, with that is, <laughs> if you have a, a good understanding on the nature of your friendship and the nature of that person you're friends with, you should have seen this coming with someone like Joe. Because Charlemagne's oh, been man. telling us this. Oh, These men have been telling us. Fuck These guys have been fucking and torching every contract he's about ever had. Why do people keep <laughs> he's talking? never respected a contract, right? Like Bro. literally eighteen months ago, before he fucked off his friends, Bro. he was telling Spot. He's telling the world Spotify is a piece of shit. Bro. Before that, he was gunning out Jay Z. He's for telling him so what. He's a Before that, he's basically tortured every relationship, and Tommy. these men should have seen this coming. Tommy, 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 Tommy. They should have known their friend. Tommy. That's basically what. <laughs> but um yeah no i just personally think that like he is still on a journey and he's still building out his team he's gone from being a individual 
um, contributor in some sorts, like just I'm the artist, I release music to being a business owner okay. in, in a world, a podcast world, which is, which is largely undef undefined still. Yeah. Like it's not regulated in any way. We don't really know how all this works. And unless you are- Well, we know how to deal taking, with people. Unless you are taking Spotify money and selling off your rights and all this other stuff and just getting that cash and then disseminating it like routinely, there are things that are a little bit more unknown, check to check, week to week, especially in the year of a pandemic. He wanted to get these guys on a salary officially. They weren't up for that. Maybe he should have seen this coming as well. But ultimately, I think I can't remove myself from this view that as the owner, he can act the way he acted. Is it the most desirable behavior? Absolutely not. But he's not the owner. He is in, the owner. At that time, right? So at he's that the time, owner, they were under the uh, understanding anyway. that he was the owner. That's why they reacted so badly when anyway, he said fuck him stay home. Oh, so anyway, the last yeah, thing, yeah. The, it, the last it. thing I'm going to say- Do your research, listeners, and then hit us back. The last thing I'm And pick it. your friends carefully <laughs> with whom you go into business yeah, with. And, and who, you, who you do a podcast with. But a profit yeah. share mm. is not, a profit share is not ownership. Where to you now, man? What the fuck do you guys want to talk about? What's been going on? Bill Gates. Woo! <laughs> or more music. I swear. Oddy oddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really upsetting. Why? No, no, this is a quick one. This is a quick one. Big up, Russ Millions. He hit number one. First drill track to hit number one on the UK national charts. Come on. And can I give a special shout Did out? We... I give a special shout out to my boy, Asher, who's the A&R at Atlantic Records and got them man up what? to the top of the charts. Yeah, yeah. Is that a new thing? Asher from Asher from Route 73. Man, I'm always, I'm yeah, always big at my people's them. Is he at Atlantic? Yeah, yeah. Since when? From day. That's the, oh, I that's, didn't know that's that, what... That's, that's the day job. That's the day job. Feel you. Route 73 is, is, the, is the passion. All right, shout out Asher. Congrats so to the family. Got, got Congrats to the family. There. I fucking love that song. It's an absolute banger and it's mad hooky. I got... Unless, More than of course. a mill in savings. <laughs> is that the one that... Um, the She Wanna Be With A Geezer? Is that, is that that song? Is that that's a different one? That's the remix. Okay. Unless, of course, you're the Daily Mail. Oh boy. The Daily Fail. Mm -hmm. Who obviously ran a headline, backhanded in their uh, acknowledgement of this drill number one. Honestly, Actually, can I, can I pause they... you? Can I pause you? Can I pause you? Johnny's quite good at this. Do you want to guess the headline that the, the Daily Mail ran when, uh, when this tune <laughs> got to number one? Was it something about celebrating uh, degradation of women or... Nope. Promoting violence, no. Nope. Oh yes, well yes. Yeah, yeah. Promoting violence. Generally, right something about black culture in a negative image. Try to find like short words that rhyme. <laughs> I guess they refer to it in their headline as the sound of murder. Tremendous. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so there was an interesting discussion to have around that that song making number one. There's been a whole discussion on Twitter about about that Daily Mail headline. People have and and in the same sense that people have been more attacking of Israel Palestine, people have been more attacking of the Daily Mail this time in only highlighting the negative aspects of black culture. There's been an interesting discussion Bro, because that's not an interesting discussion. Yeah, it's like, also quite heavy. They're gonna do, they're gonna do what heavy. they're gonna do. Nobody gives a fuck. I Haters just laugh at, I, I laugh at it now. Haters got to hate. I love yeah. it now. Like what you're saying, well, it'll be a heavy. It'll fuck them. Well, the point, the point was like, it was, it was a, a was kicking off on Twitter saying like, it, we'll, we'll cut this out obviously if you don't want to record it, but the Carla was saying stuff along the lines of why is it actually like there is an overrepresentation of uh, black students at universities and there is an overrepresentation of black people in higher academia. Caribbean countries have higher standards of living than most of Asia, let alone bits of Europe as well. Why are these not expressions of black culture? Why is black overrepresentation in sports not black culture? But why is supposedly aggressive music, which originates in countries with high standards of living, 
representation of black culture and this isn't. Because they don't like niggas. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. Hey, yeah. gonna hate. They don't like the black people, the immigrants who are coming taking people's jobs and all the rest of it, right? But you're right. It is a good, a bit larger conversation to have. But ultimately, it's also quite heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. For my peace, tranquility, serenity, sanity. I try to avoid Daily Mail. Full stop. But then things get thrown to you, whatever. Shade bar will post something, whatever it may be. And you're just reminded of why you have to ensure that in no way, shape or form, directly or indirectly, should your money meet, should your money transfer from your wallet <laughs> to the people at the Daily Mail. Never. Never, ever in life. Don't click them ads because they get Never paid off Never click. No matter how fucking addictive that little sidebar with all the hot goss stories don't may be, yeah? Don't do it. Don't fall into the hole. Move away from the lights, man. Anyway, good luck editing that no, bit because that's going to yeah, be... Yeah, you totally fucked me on that. fucked you there. <laughs> you fucked me. Sorry. But Gates. no, what a week for Bill Gates, right? We were out here celebrating his divorce, celebrating probably the wrong word, but you know, the idea of him, Jeff, Johnny, Mandem, Chet, Hot Boy Summer. White Boy Summer, we're out here. Yeah, that too. But then shit went south for the brother. It started with him having to pay $3 billion worth of shares to Melinda in what is probably going to be the first phase of payouts in this. What is the first like, tranche. The first tranche, <laughs> right? Of payouts in so, what is going to be. Say that again, please. Tranche. Excellent. I said it the right way, right? Mm, I don't think that's right in either English or French, but Karen. How do you say it then, bro? Tranche. Tranche. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> um, Did I use the word tranche when describing anything but money? I like the word tranche and they should use it more. They don't mean buckets of cash. For the mean, the next mean... tranche of this podcast <laughs> is Bill Gates giving away money. I'm not sure they even say that in French. You say souche. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when you're speaking about um, like bonds and shit. Yeah, you yeah. say This is First really... tranche, coupon payment, whatever. But yeah, as I was saying for the third time. Sorry. I beg. Moving all Joe Budden out here. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I'm just trying to talk about Bill Gates' divorce. You might be asked to stay yeah. home. Hey, you got you got one you got one over thirty blackies and one under thirty white. Hey, boys. my G, my G, do me a favor. Can bro, you just stay home? Can you stay week, home yeah? this week, bro? If we're ever lucky enough to get onto the contractual side of things, I can promise you guys there will be no gray areas. If Joe Budden taught us anything, <laughs> if Joe Budden taught us anything, that should have already been done. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> when we get to it, that was the oh, chat yeah. Joe Budden gave him, bro. Oh, yeah. He gave him that chat. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't this, worry, my guy, G's. This guy, this guy, just showing up a couple of weeks. Too, <laughs> <laughs> that he was like, "My, my, my, my guys. Tommy's on a hot man. Why am I getting? Why am I getting hot? I'm an American woman now, Eddie." So this isn't all that interesting, but anyway, I'm going to try this for the fourth time. Um, Bill Gates had to give to his wife. Do you know what's mad this week? Oh, for fuck's sake, bro. <laughs> for fuck's sake. I mean, we don't have to talk about this. It's also no, a little juice like, that we're juicing. Yeah, it's not, it's not. We don't have to talk about it. No, yeah. come on then, Bill Gates, Bill no, Gates, fine. Uncle Bill for the no, fourth time. I'm also surprised that the first tranche is only three billion. I think it's shares. So first three billion is in shares. Um, and then I guess they're going to go through the rest of it. But not only that, but... In the last couple of weeks, there have been more and more stories about some of the reasons behind the divorce. You may have heard that things began to disintegrate marriage-wise when Melinda found out that there was an association between her husband then and Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Think of that what you will. I won't dwell. It's not kosher. What then came thereafter were claims about how things were going down at Microsoft. Mm. 
with regards to sexual harassment mm. and toxicity in the workplace. Not only were claims coming out left, right and center about this unsettling, dangerous environment under his rule, but there were also claims directed at him for his alleged pursuit of women he employed. In fact, the, uh, the kitchen got so hot that I read an article today that he reportedly admitted to an extramarital affair um, with one of his employees. So wasn't there an agreement where he, he was like, he was allowed to go and meet his ex? Yeah, but this is somebody else because... We talked about that on the last pod, I think. Oh, we did? Yeah, Bill I, Gates, basically, Bill Yo. Gates is just slinging dick Shall all I? over Silicon Valley. And it leads me on to my next question, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm on crowd, so I'm just going to ask you, man. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say yes or no. Okay. Do not substantiate it. Okay. Is it possible to be a faithful billionaire in a world full of city girls and temptresses? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes, yes or no? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy can I relate. I think it's a larger question. <laughs> nah. I think it's a larger... I mean, like, I don't nah. even know if it's even, like, worth being faithful when you're a billionaire. <laughs> shit, we're podding now. Oh, when shit. When you've got that kind of optionality... Oh, shit. Oh, Johnny boy. is hands in head right now. We've got, like, listen to the optionality that these men have got, yeah? Like, we're talking about multiple citizenships, yeah? You've got three, four passports because, obviously, one is too much of a risk, mm. yeah? Yeah. A la Abramovich. Yes. And, and Co. Yeah. Yes. You've got, basically, you've got, what, you're telling me you can have optionality in everything in life except your partner, basically. I feel you, bro. But your partner is probably the only genuine, real emotional connection that you have. Bro, you sound so wet. You sound so wet. No, who because all of, like, you can't like, really are, trust. Why is he that talking kind about of, That kind of attitude doesn't get you to a billion dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, but also it also she's doesn't. Got, she's got to be loving and emotionally. No, but it's the you. only one that you can no, trust. Bro. It also doesn't lose you. I just you. said it, city girls and temptresses. This this, this approach also doesn't like lose man you. Man has been watching blue therapy. Yeah, this, this also doesn't lose you fifty billion dollars in a divorce. So I'm a hold tight mm. to my being. Oh, but yeah, you can you can let that. You go can now. afford that. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> you, can, you can afford that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, but true true say. By the time you're a billionaire, like you have no real friends left. Yeah. You have none. You have no genuine emotional connection. Everyone that you ever speak to is exploitative. That's why you're looking to spud Epstein at parties, (laughs) isn't it? Oh, what's going on, man? Horrible, isn't it? Awful. This is the point. Like you, you kind of think that like your missus is the only real person that you're connected to. Bullshit. Louis Saha came out sometime last week, and and Louis Saha was like, "There's been a mad uh, spate of." Footballers' wives leaving, leaving them, them yeah. after their playing career is done, yeah. and he was like, "This marriage thing is a hustle because every footballer's wife is around when you're making the pee and you're the in-demand guy and you're going to the premiere here and rah rah rah." Yeah. The minute you retire and you got a broke up knee or whatever, yeah. she's gone with half your shit, basically, yeah. right? So Lewis let's Saha. not let's yeah exactly. So <laughs> let's not Tottenham legend. I was gonna say just like so spitting wisdom. It's 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 uh, only wow. fair to like. Also think, yeah, yeah, all right. She may be unaffected by the 50 billion that you've racked up in 20 years, but the likelihood is people change. She'll change, you'll change, everyone changes. Basically. Johnny is the faithful billionaire. What can I say? Sounds like a show on E. I think good. that's a billionaire with a small B. Yeah, yeah. Good, good Jewish boy. It's my personal brand. Yeah. Look, man, good luck, Bill. Is um, Things are going a bit weird for you at you, the moment. You have been um, uninvited to White Boy Summer. Yeah, I think this takes you off the list. It Why? does. You can't be friends with a famous criminal. Yes. And get invited Wait, to White was Boy he 
problematic, man. That's haram. Well, Epstein. No, he's not. But he's friends with him, yeah. I don't know if he was friends with him. Is that verified? Yeah, there's pictures of them chilling at parties. That's when Melinda was like, yeah, no. There's pictures of Epstein together. Bro, there's better pictures. Her PR team have been on a fucking madness the last two weeks. Hotting them up. Hotting this. Every leak has been coming out the last two weeks. It's obviously the lawyer and the PR team. It's mad chat. I didn't know that. I didn't know him and Epstein were. Codies. Codies. Yeah, Codies. Codies. I just, I need to know. I need to know the story. We're not doing this now. I need to know what connects this man with all of these people. Yeah, like you, true. every Jeffrey Epstein documentary you see is dead because it gives you fucking nothing yeah. in terms of actual information. I need to know. My like, G was the Pied Piper, but bro. bro, like he was, <laughs> he was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. Every corner of fucking society, every corner, royals, fucking tech entrepreneurs, billionaire, like he yeah, was they're all everywhere. Presidents. They're all is he like the key to the fucking secret of an underworld full of n as you say? He's the n whisperer. So, um, <laughs> I thought you I, that one. Yeah. IG, uh, if you're following Johnny, you might have seen him like, shout out, man, like Michael. Calm one. OG from day. Swear down. Doing a little boxing in, in, in the East London area. Calm right? I thought. Let's take this advantage to first ask, Johnny, who are you afraid of? Why are you boxing now? Can I help you? Do you need added assistance wait, in your, minute, in wait your minute, ends? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a theme here. What? So firstly, who are you afraid of, i.e. what the boxing? Yeah. And earlier, the face recognition when it came to the WhatsApp. Oh, yeah. What are you hiding what's going and on, who are you afraid of? Johnny, yeah. what's going on? This is um, going to be an intervention. So the boxing the boxing is because I'm anticipating contractual issues later down the road. Mm -hmm. That's going to hook good. me up. With Very this, good. With this podcast. But as we've If you touch this pretty <laughs> face of mine with your fist, you won't even get a percentage share, buddy. One percent. You're I'll getting nothing. I'll say that going by how this episode's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you afraid of? No, I'm, I'm just trying Who to get you fit. I'm on, my, I'm on my weight loss race. That's what's mm. up. It's a good way to get fit to do boxing. And I also, I've always liked punching Mike in the face. So this is a good opportunity to express that passion. I feel you. Why is boxing so shit right now, buddy? Oh boy, how long have I got? Uh, not long, not long, by not the way. Long, not long, not long. Okay, but why is, is it so shit? I'm going to name a few things you're going to tell me. Why is boxing in a place right now where we can't, as viewers, see the potential best heavyweight title bout of our generation in AJ versus Fury because of all of this political bullshit around Deontay Wilder? Yeah. And in the meantime, we're having to put up with bollocks in the form of like Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather and now it's yeah. Floyd Mayweather versus a fucking YouTuber. And like... What is happening that is that is transpiring in boxing that's kind of making it this sort of UFC, WWE, overly entertaining, but largely ridiculous bastardization of so, a very traditional, great so there's, there's sport? A few, just before Johnny kicks fuck? off, I, I will say this is also the best boxing has ever been in like 10 years. Mm. Like, like but that's, it is but that's from a low it's, point, bro. It is shit. It's 100% right. shit. I don't back boxing at all. It's shit. But it is the best it's been for a, for a minute. And it's still shit. Yeah. So there's a few things. One is that it's a proper bent sport, like yeah. Ted Hastings, AC12 things. Yeah, then I yeah, need to yeah. go in and clean the thing up. It's all completely What's bent. What's that, man? What do you say again? Um. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the wee donkey. <laughs> uh, so it's completely bent sport, and that doesn't help because it ruins the spectacle and big fights. We saw Canelo against Golovkin, yeah. two robberies, whatever. Um, the larger point is that basically Floyd Mayweather broke boxing. And what Ooh. I mean by that is that everyone is now obsessed with protecting their O. Yeah. 
you, nobody thinks that they can be a legend of the sport without going undefeated. Which Facts. means the best don't want to fight the best. That's why I fuck with AJ, by the in way. In the UFC, nobody gives a shit. If you yeah. lose a fight, you come back and you either beat the guy up another day, you get another go, or you fight someone else and you work your way back up the rankings. Yeah. Uh, the thing about boxing is that aside from everyone being obsessed with losing their O record, there are multiple belts. And because the UFC is effectively a single belt, a single organization, it reduces the politics. It's yeah. a one-party state, right? Boxing is a full-party entity. Yeah. And so all these different belts have got their own agendas, their own champions, their own fighters. They all want to maximize their own money and they're happy to fuck the fans because ultimately they think that their belt is the one. Um, it, they think that it protects their... Uh, franchise in the shorter term yeah. to put their guy to fight people to spend, regardless of what's happening elsewhere which is what's happening with the WBC over yeah. Fury having to fight Wilder for a third time nobody wants to fight nobody see that. wants it over though. AJ nobody wants that why is boxing shit one because it's bent two because the money's in the wrong place and three because everyone's obsessed with going undefeated and because they're passies and um, the judges and the associations are totally corrupt. We don't get good fights. And if this keeps happening, we as a sport will lose out to the UFC, which is inconscionable because boxing's infinitely better than Bro, I can't watch UFC. UFC. I'm not going to lie. I can't watch it. I think it's so brutal. UFC's like, dope. I can't do it, bro. It's cool. It's the, reason, like, the reason um, I don't watch boxing anymore is because I watch UFC, basically. I was so much more entertaining. I Firstly, it's, uh, there's more action. Firstly, around the sport or the sport in the ring? Guys just hug each other for three minutes. Around. Guys will just hug each other for three minutes around sometimes. In UFC? Yeah, there's a submission fight. Like I, no, I don't no. know shit about jiu-jitsu fam. I don't care if you've got man in, in, a, in a behind hug. I yeah. want to see guys thumping each other in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you, you say that as if boxing gives you that. Boxing doesn't give you that. Boxing what boxing does gives give you, you is some brother who turns up who goes 15 fights, 20 fights undefeated. But I think Johnny's point is right. I think that was only Mayweather, man. Nah, all of them. All of them, right? They all go, look at Tommy Fury even right now. To an right? extent, they Tyson all go Fury. 15. Tommy, Tommy from Love Island. Yeah. yeah. Like he's trying to get a fight with Jake Paul. Is he right seriously now. boxing? Frank Warren's got him fighting bums to build up no, his record. No, but it's all the same. Don't say Frank padding. Warren's got him. Every single boxer pads their stats, right? They all start On the come up, sure. to build confidence, rah, rah, rah. The first 15, 20 fights are against semi-pro man, basically. And then before you know it, they're like, yeah, this guy's super important. He's 20 and 0, but he's fought basically 20 bricklayers, basically, mm -hmm. right? You'll never catch that happening in Shout the out UFC. Max. You'll never catch that happening in the UFC. Yeah. There you'll find top level guys fighting top level guys, partly because they're being exploited, they're part of a they're league. entirely being they're, exploited. They're part of a league. They're not making the same kind of money that the boxers are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're almost being forced to fight each other. Yeah. Almost, not yeah. quite, but kind of, uh, in a in a more league-like format. Yeah. But ultimately, there's no way both the fanfare ahead of the fight and the fight itself is definitely more entertaining in the UFC. You cannot transition from amateur to professional without even, those padding fights. It's different to UFC. So once you've gone professional, you're still padding. You have to pad for the first 10 to 15 fights, otherwise you don't Once know you've how gone to box. pro. Yes, bro. Exactly. So it's that's a different sport. So why should I pay for that pay-per-view then when so I know you're going to pay for that pay-per-view. Wait until they're 20 and 0. Exactly. So who's going to pay for that then? I don't know if we see uh, many of those early fights anyway. Like all those fights that AJ did the 15 or so before you started popping. It was undercarding. Uh, yeah, it was undercarding. So I don't think we as viewers really lost a great deal. But the point I was making about AJ was that I don't think he ever came in and he was on this whole, when I'm done, I need to be undefeated. He come in and just was like, I want to be the undisputed. And he lost against Ruiz Jr. and was just like, shit, that's an L. But he went and won it back. And now he's just like, I want to fight the best. Full stop. Yeah, it's all So trip, back to Johnny's point, maybe Floyd, maybe the problem, ironically, is 
It's Floyd. Floyd. He broke boxing. Even though he is, I think, and I don't know what your view is, I think he's one of the greatest of all time. He's but, the best ever. Exactly. Yeah. No but, but yeah, in being so defensively genius for the back end of his career, unknowing to him, he's changed the game, unfortunately. Well, everyone's paranoid about the O. Yeah. Nobody it's wants mad. to let the O It's go. mad. That's broken boxing. Man, some people just need to get smacked up, bruv. That's, that's calm, isn't it? Come Stonebridge Gardens, seven o'clock. Uh, I swear I'm coming. I come. swear I'm coming. Come. I will come. Up. I will come. Why Why you want to tell me up, bruv? You said that a couple of times. This, this is exactly what, what happened what to Joe Budden. This yeah. is what Rory started doing with Joe. <laughs> like saying he wants to punch him up every fucking yeah, week. He oh, invited us. him to his hands. Are you happy? Are you happy on this kid and terribly? We'll discuss. It's also interesting because <laughs> the dynamic, uh, the demographics are similar as well. Because yes. Rory's the only white boy on that podcast. Yeah, and Joe Budden also wears shit hats. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't wear shit Fedora's hats. Fedora's, I don't own a fedora. No? I own like a Not peaky, yeah. peaky, peaky blinder, peaky blinder um, flat cap, five panel. Oh, no. Um, I do own some beanies and I wear them. Um, not, Too often. Not covering my ears because I'm stylish like that. Um, no, we just have to I give own, you sufficient time. I own a couple of bucket caps. They're my pride and joy. And my head has always been too wham for actual caps. Can we so move on, anybody please? who has a size eight snapback cap that I can buy off you, Alibaba, <laughs> Amazon, let me know because I'm struggling with not being able to wear caps for all of my life. You see, Johnny, it, I'll tell you something. Yeah, at the beginning of the Joe, the, the, the Joe Budden podcast, he didn't have a fedora either. Oh boy. It's once he started siphoning off that yes. cash. He got fedora that, money. That, that fedora money came through. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of money. <laughs> I got a bone to pick. Oh, you do? Mm. It's people like us. Mm. People like us from the ends. Okay. We are kind of the exception, but I'm just going to go on this monologue anyway. Mm -hmm. I feel like people from the ends, mm -hmm. we all follow each other. And what I mean by that is we follow each other to the same places. We do the same things. Mm -hmm. Same restaurants, same mm -hmm. holiday destinations. Mm -hmm. And now we even invest in the same shit. Oh boy. Everyone from the ends, they wanted the Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. Mm -hmm. They all wanted a Birkin bag mm, when Sawiti was talking that shit. Mm -hmm. Now it's Gucci bags and Chanel, Dior and all that shit. They all want to go Afro Nation. Who doesn't? Because, you know. My voice, I was so excited to say that my voice broke. Thing is about, Who doesn't? Thing is about leaving your ends to go on a holiday in a really nice place is it's just not complete unless you see everybody from home. Mederitarian mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see on that. They all want to have salt Carnival bay. on road. They all want to have salt bay feeding them meat. Especially Tommy. <laughs> they all think Hakkasan is a rite of passage. Dead chat. And now everybody apparently is a fucking cryptocurrency trader. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Now, I don't want to sound off. I'm not above anybody. Tutus, I don't actually fucking get it. <laughs> so I could <laughs> trade that shit if I tried. Um, and big up all the people who have been in the game for a while. But it's almost as if somebody like flung up like a Batman sign in the, in the sky from like Elephant and Castle or something um, and just said, there's money to be made it's over time. here. <laughs> Put all of your savings and that of your chilling and invest in Ripple. Doggy coin. Whoa, hold on. Whoa, say that again. Doggy coin. That's, that's surely not how it's pronounced. He's it? going for Doge. It's Doge. Is it Doge? Doge coin. I mean, I told you, man, I'm not about this. Like, it's the same though. Man said doggy coin, fam. Ethereum. Subscribe, mm. to, subscribe to Pornhub and that. Litecoin. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we should also just uh, say that this is not financial advice. Yes. Like what? I mean, 
I think we just have to throw that out there. No, we do. Disclaimers we do. in that. No, case. we do. We were going to do a couple of disclaimers at the end of this, but don't like, take financial advice from a fucking podcast. Yeah, no, no, please don't, please don't. And then obviously this week there was a crash. Yes. In the market. Yes. A small one. Now this was caused by two main things: China mm. and Elon. Mm. For the background, Bitcoin's price fell about 30% after Chinese regulators announced that they were planning on banning banks and payment firms from using cryptocurrencies. Bad rattled drug dealers in my DMs asking me what they should do. And that was a week after Elon Musk, who for all of his earlier Bitcoin hyping, which mm -hmm. drove the market absolutely fucking crazy, mm -hmm. suspended plans to allow customers to pay for Teslas mm -hmm. in Bitcoin. Pump and dump king. He also was involved in a Twitter conversation. I think he released a statement where he said that he was essentially pulling back from his involvement in Bitcoin because of the environmental factors involved with mining this shit. That's right. And if you don't know what I mean, research it, goddammit. There is an environmental element to trading these currencies. As Getz once told Bashi, do your research. Do mm. your research. Great chat. I was a bad man in jail. Get me. Ask, Ask Carlos. Carlos. Where's Carlos? <laughs> right. And, I love Samuel L. Jackson. And when that happened, <laughs> and when that happened, everybody kind of lost their shit. Now, Chunks is clearly richer than me because he, he put out a tweet which pinged my heart down 247K in a day. Did, did you not see Nico's tweet? Who? Nico, the guy who ran for mayor, his boy, NDL. No. NDL. What did he say? He lost 1.8 million the same day. Sweet Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I, 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 to be fair, uh, uh, we've been on a massive bull run, right? Yeah. So a lot of that money is going to be money they made. Like things were doubling in price fucking every day, basically. Different coins were doubling. People were making ridiculous amounts of money. So I can't believe all of that loss is... is is pure loss. Smart to market loss. Gains. Smart, yeah. to, Smart market. to market. Exactly. It's this crypto shit. I'm, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here and just say all this crypto shit is fucking pointless. It's gonna end up at zero one day. I'm a massive seller of it. I think it's all fucking pointless. Mm. Has no intrinsic value. It might have Bullshit. some extrinsic value. Ooh. If you want to put your money into it, do that. This crypto thing, stay out of it. It's fucking wild. What I love about Tommy Beyond in this podcast the most is that he spends all of the time when he's not speaking, stroking the fuck. Yes. Out of his moustache. Yes. Yeah, uh... Wait until you guys see this moustache. Like a 19th century French aristocrat. It occurred to me you don't know what this motherfucker looks like. Yes. Wait until you see this moustache. It's like V for Vendetta with a tan. Oh my God. It's going to get cleaned up soon. But you disagree with Johnny, right? Yeah, I, mostly, generally, on principle. Ge in life. Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Just because. Just on principle. <laughs> Just why not? I think... Um, I, I think it's difficult to say it's all bullshit. Look, I'm not here to like tell anyone what's what like in the crypto world and whatever. But ultimately, if you want to try to understand cryptocurrencies from a super, super macro level, all you're doing essentially is investing in different projects, in different ideas. It's like you being, or the way I like to think about it is you're like a walking venture capitalist, basically. It's a kind of democratization of the funding process for startups, right? That's the way I like to think about it, right? So there are tons, each, each coin that's out there, there'll be thousands of coins. Each coin represents a project, okay. right? So someone not too dissimilar to us or to anyone who's listening or to anyone who lives next door to you has come up with an idea and then thought rather than going to the private markets, such as, 
other vent caps and angel investors and crowdsourcing and all the rest of it, I'll access liquidity for my startup, for my idea through cryptocurrencies. So I first came about this in like really in earnest in 2016 when there was a big bubble going yeah. and I was in Dubai at the time and every conversation you'd have is about some ICO, which is essentially the equivalent of an, like an, an IPO, right? Initial it's, coin it's offering. An initial coin yeah. offering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was this huge bear market that ran for like three years. Uh, right? So for like from 2016, 2017, things were well, were, were going swimmingly, massive uh, bull market, bull market, bull market till things fell off a, a cliff basically. And for like a two or three year period, it was just the wilderness where people weren't making money. Uh, projects were trading in the same kind of um, range. And now we're back to being in a bull market, right? And it's kind of reminded me of the big short, you know, the, mm -hmm. the film, right? Mm -hmm. When everyone and your mother is talking to you about cryptocurrencies when you're jumping in a car and you're listening to the radio and they're talking about cryptos or you're jumping in a cab and the uber driver's talking to you about cryptos or whatever that they're telltale signs that you're in a bubble yes right? so i'm not t saying when i said bullshit to what johnny said firstly of course it was on principle but also on site yeah just just yeah but also because it might not make you money in, the, in I don't believe, it, you may not make money on it in the short run, but in the long run, the nature of some of these projects are game-changing, mm. basically. So, so yeah. I'd, I'd highly recommend um, you. looking into it further. But do this your research. Don't just listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video, have a mate tell you, ah, oh, this coin, yeah. and then fucking sink tons of cash into it. Yeah. Only invest money that you can afford to lose. Amen. Firstly. Mm -hmm. But secondly, vet the projects. Find shit that you're interested in. There's some really cool projects yeah. that you will be passionate about. Right? Yeah, if you whether believe in it. Sorry, bro, carry on. Yeah, whether it's in the, in the tech space, in the media space, in the philanthropy space, there are projects across sectors, right? Yeah. So find something that you're interested in, yeah. find something you believe in and invest the yeah, amount that's of it, money that's, that's small. If you believe in it, buy low, sell high, yes. I mean, I get it, that's a concept. But if you believe in it, do some research, set up a fucking dummy portfolio, like do something that actually makes sense as you research and as you grow your conviction in something. Investing is a long game. I do know why people think otherwise, because this last year has been a bit crazy since the crash of March of last year. But investment has always been a long play. So be intelligent. Speaking of Big Short, um, just because you mentioned that, I didn't expect you to. That guy, um, the guy who Christian Bell played, Michael Burry, who owns yeah. that hedge fund or whatever it is, have they have bet like 500 million against Tesla as well recently. Oh, wow. Which is going to be quite interesting. Shit, this is their corporate treasuries in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if yeah, that goes so, south, then they've got no liquidity left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, people, we are just here to... Uh, Crypto's trash. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Crypto's trash. Crypto's trash. The reason that this whole China thing's come about is because the Chinese Communist Party are so pissed that their digital yuan hasn't kicked off properly. So they're deeply regulating cryptocurrency trading in their own country. So what are you going to do? Have you got more money than the fucking Chinese Communist Party? Yeah, no, you don't. That's and, a bit dodgy because they've been banning crypto every year since 2017. In 2017, they banned it. In 2018, they banned it. In 2019, they banned it. In 2020. But they can so, make it tighter and tighter. And that's sure, what they're going but, to do. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Anyway, crypto's trash. These men can, you man can do your thing in it. Bro, it's not me. I'm not I told you, I don't it. even know it. I don't even know it. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't I, know it. The reason it's I trash. Me, I do stocks. <laughs> I do and, stocks. And shit. Simple stocks and vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So I know Rich likes to do his um, clean cut edits when we're segueing topics. I'm not going to let him. No, we uh, don't always have to, you know. Like. But we've just taken a piss break. 
and him and Tommy spent 20 minutes arguing about the Joe Budden podcast. It's important. So uh, in, in, in the spirit of, uh, of fucking people, um, oh. we are moving to the relationship advice <laughs> segment Lovely. of the podcast. That was a good segue. Back again by popular demand. By popular demand. And we have ourselves quite a juicy one. So I put the appeal out there. Uh, for submissions and yeah. the people them did not fail. Ooh. The people them did not fail. Big uh, as always, they never fail us. As always, the person presenting the scenario has not forewarned the other two of this situation. They do not know what's coming. Oh shit! Let's get into it. Edge <clears throat> of my seat. Edge of my seat. I've been seeing a guy for six months. Mm-hmm. We met on Hinge. Classic. We've been going all right quite into each other, but I'm quite shy about engaging. I've had a couple bad experiences with relationships, and although I like this guy, I'm quite tentative about throwing myself in the deep end again. It's a girl. Okay. The submitter, for for the record. Okay. Okay. Um, When we were doing the whole meeting each other for the first time thing, uh, we discussed how many sexual partners each of us have had. Oh, rabbit hole. Uh, I have had two previous boyfriends, And they are the only two people that I've had sex with. He told me at the time that he had only had sex with three people, also his three previous relationships. Do you know how old these people are? Uh, They're my age. They're 28. We went out for a party to celebrate the end of lockdown. Uh, We ended up back at a friend's house. Whilst we were there, we got onto the topic of how many partners we'd had. Everyone was drunk, as you can imagine, we were all celebrating the end of lockdown. Yeah. During this discussion, he said that he had had 12 sexual partners. (laughs) I feel like he has betrayed my trust. He said that he had only had three, and that was part of the reason why I felt close to him. As someone who finds it difficult to get into relationships and who is very sensitive about sex, Had I known he had been with so many people, I would not have rushed into a relationship with him. I feel like he has betrayed my trust and I haven't confronted him about it since the night. I let it go during the party and I haven't brought it up since. What should I do? I mean, look. It's a sticky one. It's not that sticky sticky one still. Maybe, maybe he meant three people on four different occasions. Wow. Maybe he didn't finish the sentence and she's being I like very that quick maths. Quick maths. I mean, look. I, I I'm not speaking for man, but he may have even said that she might not have heard it, you know, she might have been like doing something <laughs> in the kitchen or what the fuck? three and she walks up and like makes some toast on four occasions. Maybe she misheard. She just misheard, maybe. No, I think he's quite clear that it was 12 people. Unless he said like three plus nine. Okay. <laughs> 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 also quick maps Thanks. thing is alright and I think we've had this conversation before maybe not with you guys but I have this conversation quite a lot I do not know why there is this obsession with that question being asked very very early on into relationships like body counts and all that stuff I think it's a very bizarre conversation starter um, you're saying that early on or full stop full stop really um, I don't see the point, especially when you get into like adult age, you have to accept that it ain't virgins out here, bruv, right? Everybody's got a sexual past or you should expect 
most people to have a sexual past. So I think there's fixation. But on do you not expect honesty with that sexual past? I think that's her problem. I think the reason people often lie about it is because they're asked the question, right? They feel pressured to lower the number because they know what comes with higher numbers in terms of perception, in terms of the view. So do you feel like he's really the victim here, not her? I mean, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Oh my days. It's the men's rights segment again, (laughs) bro. No, but in all seriousness, but in all seriousness, he has lied to her. He's betrayed her trust. And it's only six months. Too strong, too strong. Can she ask me that? It's only six months in. (laughs) (laughs) But what do you bring to the table? (laughs) It's only six months in. Why is she asking him that? It's six months in. I feel like, I feel... I think she's using this as an excuse. I think there must be other things going down. Because like, how much of a difference to her it really makes if the number was three versus 12? I don't know, because the number 12 isn't that reckless either. Isn't 12, yeah. Isn't 12 respectable? Yeah, it's not a hugely reckless I think number. The po- I think the point is that he- At 28? At 28. Come on, bro. I, I think the point is that he lied about it and then, and then, and then was brazen in coming out with it at a party. Um, drunk words, sober thoughts. He probably just didn't even remember the number he told her. He's like, oh shit. I think I said 12. I think I said 12 <laughs> at that date six months ago. Or maybe when he said- 12 while drunk he said divided by four <laughs> also i think we also have to think <laughs> the thing that we're forgetting so it was actually three is we're assuming he's been lying out here maybe he was telling the truth when he spoke to her the number was three. Oh boy and now the number is 12 <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he was a state my man had a london buses my man had a london buses approach to sex and that got is nothing, hilarious got nothing for years and then just got it in a couple two nine fives just girl. roll through no that's bleak well it was three back then <laughs> what do you want from what, me? what's i'm being honest to you i'm being that, i'm being honest that is bleak hinges um, the girl. see i think when you say betraying trust First of all, I don't trust you, motherfucker. I've known you for six months. Get the fuck out of my face, okay. number one. Number two, it's a bit strong, right? Who cares? Yeah, really strong. Who cares? Do you not feel she has it's a right to be aggrieved? It's also a white aggrieved? lie, I think. She has the right to be aggrieved just because it's a lie, right? And she felt but where a bit she's embarrassed. Made the point, where she's made the point that she wouldn't have rushed things with him had she known his history. I so think what that's she's trying to problem. say is that she felt comfortable being intimate with him because she thought he was equally inexperienced. Is Correct. what you're saying, basically. Correct. Mad. But and then it all's well that, that ends not. well, basically, because everything's fine now. Mad. What, right. what, like, what, like, uh, what like my man who, who wasn't in love with, with the girl and then ended up in love with her after the two kids in the house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all's well that oh ends well. Yeah, Johnny. At least his one was a, was a big deception. Yeah, this thing is like a, a white lie. It's the same way she told him that you know she was happy with what she ordered at the date and probably ate off his plate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Little white lies. What? You know what I mean? Like it's fine. He said free, then the number was. 20. If he said free and the number was one hundred and fifty, then she has the right to be aggrieved. I think. Yeah. But if she said th- if he said three and the number <laughs> it's was a quantity 12, number. I think so. It's a, it's a question of maths, not ethics. Relativity. Johnny. It's a question of relativity. <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? Uh, I think she's got a right to be aggrieved. I, th- I don't want to get. Um, I think we're close in agreement. To it than, closer that. to it than you guys are, right? Agreed, yes. But then what? What does she do? So what? for me, it, they're not that agreed. Is what yeah, I'm but it's not that much of a. Li- so like for me, it comes down to the tenure and that it's only been six months and they met on Hinge. Okay, so she yeah. actually doesn't owe anything to this guy. Yeah, and they've not been together for very long. And if she feels like she can't trust him going forward, now's a good time to end it. If she can get over the fact that. 
if she's less Get concerned over about the fact, hold on. If she's, <laughs> if she's, <laughs> we're talking like the my has cheated or something. No, no, no. Hold on. If she's Get over the fact yeah. that the number was actually twelve. Yeah, no, but it, because it's important in the context of of faithfulness and honesty and your abilities to trust someone. There's nothing to do with oh. If she's more upset by the fact that if she's more upset by the fact that he's lied to her versus the number of people that he slept with, that's a more fundamental issue. If okay. she can get over the fact that he slept with 12 people and she doesn't give a shit about that, there's maybe something to work on. But you can't have a relationship without trust. She seems very soggy. Like she then <laughs> said, no, no, no. She then said, right, that after the party enough. or after <laughs> oh, the day, boy. the days after, she didn't even address it with him. What kind of, like, what kind of a weak personality are we dealing with here? No, this, like, is, this, is, this is a strong woman. She's a nice girl. She is a nice oh. girl. She's a nice girl. Oh, so you... you yeah, it's, okay. it's the DMs. Why, why don't she, she, she bring it up? Because she's she's not confrontational. It, sound, it sounds like she's got a, a fairly idyllic relationship, if you ask me, because if this is the biggest problem in the relationship, she gonna be are going right. fine. Things she going to be all right. Things are fine. <laughs> If she breaks up with him and then on the hunt for a brayer that will tell smaller lies than this one, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, like I just... Mm, You're not buying this one. I just think she's she's she should confront. She okay. should say, so bruv, where'd them nine come from? Yeah. Where, where'd them extra at, nine at come what, from? What time did them Rude nine boy, come when? from? But then she also needs to remember at 28 years old, mm -hmm. 12 partners, probably not crazy. I think um, probably not. We should certainly yeah. not discourage. I mean, that's like one year. That's like one week of uni like for a certain man by 28. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't go uni. I don't know. But yeah, can, it was crazy, Johnny. Mad buns. <laughs> Cake, cake, mad adultering, cake. mad adultering. What the fuck? Mad pre making sex. eye contact with me as well. While you're talking mad crap, bun man. clapping. What the fuck? Fresh Clap. as week. What? I think you meant Clap. divert your eyes. Fresh as week. Mike, what? I'm trying to divert my bruv, ears. Vodka Red Bulls for a quid. <laughs> you're mad, bruv. It only ends one way. I don't even like vodka like that. Liquid Viagra. They were a pound. <laughs> they were. They really, really it were. It was actually a pound. Yeah, yeah bruv. Double or single? Double. No way. At a pound, it doesn't matter. You're not asking questions. Yeah, man. You're like, oh, God, give me six. Yeah. Just paint thinner like vodka just with some Red Bull to make it taste better. It wasn't even real Red Bull. Do you know what I mean? Like some Red Bull. It was yeah. 49p boost. boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but for real, um, person who submitted, look, I understand you've been lied to. That's never nice. That's never nice. However, mm -hmm. he... A, could have made a, a mathematical mistake. You may have misheard his number, right? And ultimately, if he likes you and everything else has been cool, you have to accept that you asking him the question about number of partners is actually potentially quite a triggering question. He felt like he had to impress you. And sometimes people do dumb things and lie when they feel they need to impress people. Is he a good person? If the answer to that is yes, my dear, Go ahead, give him the best fellatio of his life oh and just goodness. move on. You, you said it twice <laughs> Just in move episode. on. You said the F word twice Just move episode. on. You are going to live happily ever after. after. Yeah. Jesus name. Amen. Agreed. <laughs> I think uh, we don't want to dissuade, we don't want to dissuade future 
future listeners fandom from from submitting future relationship advice. What did we do? This particular advice, we can we can swiftly marginalize a little, but it's interesting because you touched about it. You touched on it on a more macro level as to the importance. Of this question being asked. Well, of the body yeah. count. Of the body count. Okay. Yeah. Is Which it important is, to you? Is it important to me? I think one thing that uh, Abiyadi mentioned about age is, is, is a serious factor. So Irrelevant it may have been more important while I was younger, let's say, than it is now. So are you basically... But doing, it's still important. You, Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you, I'm not out here... Holding the position that you man might hold, saying it's not important. Basically, okay, fair. I'm are saying you, it's still important. Are you dividing the the bodies over the age of eighteen? Is that is that the math that you're doing? In your no, life? no, no maths like that. I'm the trying maths, to calculate the, how many. The maths would per more year. be about if you really wanted to play maths in this, which is ill advised. Yeah. But if you do want to do, <laughs> but maths, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> the maths would be the number of relationships divided by the people. Relationships right? doesn't doesn't add up. To higher of course body it does. Count, so right? if if if, no, if, if a girl's twenty eight, like this girl twenty eight, right? so this girl's twenty eight, yeah. yeah, the girl who, who who sent in this this DM, right? yeah. So she's twenty eight years old. Two let's say previous relationships. two previous relationships. I only had sex with those two people. Sure, and let's say it's a lie, by the way. And yeah, oh, and wow. let's say these two relationships <laughs> were both, let's say, four years long, right? Then or three years long or some shit like this. Then it doesn't give much scope for. Piece and 50 other breads, basically, right? right? Whereas if she's 28 and never had a long term relationship mm-hmm. or had two long term relationships that were six months old, then the number of two is 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 going to be a much smaller number, right. basically, right? right? Because she's had seven years single and she still hasn't done anything, basically, right? right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm not saying is good or bad, but I'm saying in relation to your question, it's not simply just being like how many years above 18 and rah, rah, rah. It's also about. If you've had a number of long-term relationships, then it makes sense that your your numbers going to be lower. The number who you've had sex with lower, obviously. Exactly, that's my point. Obviously, yeah, um, I don't, don't think anyone disputes that. Yeah, I've never really cared. So what was you? What I've you telling? I've certainly never asked a woman that. And what I what are you telling? Would. What are you telling sis to do? What's the verdict? She. He, did you not hear me? Involved the f word as you call it. Oh, it will give <laughs> just, No, I just, just think it's calm. saying it doesn't matter at all. So we have a friend. All right. Like, this is tough. So let's not name any names, right? Okay. So we, we never name names, to be clear. Who lived through this experience. Right. Right? So he met a chick. They started going out. He met her on holiday. They hit it off. Mm. Holiday romance that kind of blossomed into a bit more than a holiday romance. Yeah. He, he went to link her outside of the UK, wherever she's actually from. Um, he was there for a couple of months, whatever, while they were trying to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And then this idea of the body count came up, basically. Oh, boy. And it turned out, like, I think in the end, she gave him a number, basically, mm-hmm. that he wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. Um, was it higher than his phone number? <laughs> no, it wasn't higher than his phone number, but it was, like, higher than 100. And that was a problem for Don't him. Don't be toxic. <laughs> that was a problem for him, basically. Okay. Because he was like, hold on. What age I'm not sure if I can deep this. Basically. We need to get to the bottom right. of why that's a problem. Now. So part of the issue I think that was an issue for him is partly because like... Male ego. Sure, just say ego is 100% it. part Toxic of it. Toxic masculinity. No, no. Yeah. The ego is part of it. But also like, I guess without trying to give it away too much, where he was, was a relatively small town, yeah. city kind yeah. of environment. Yeah. Right? So I guess he felt self, self-conscious a little bit about going out in this area, knowing that she's basically pieced a hundred other men there yeah. and everyone he doesn't he didn't he wasn't able to tell from the people he was meeting who's been pieced and who's not I pieced. think that, and that made him feel uncomfortable I think that is probably the only you're right mate 
Excuse me, Bless you. Um, I think that's probably one of the more acceptable reasons why one would choose not to be with somebody who has had multiple partners. Because if you are constantly faced with reminders of the person's past whatevers, then that's uncomfortable just in a human but nature. But let's say you're not in a human faced nature with it. sense. His issue but is if you meet somebody from across the fucking world and you know you're both on a new journey together and turns out this person's had a very active sex life, bruv, grow up. So you say you could never, you would never. Well, there's you would never be with you would never be with someone who has been with someone that you know. Define no. Um, let's say they've been with a friend of yours. Yep. Five years ago. Yep. Your friends moved on. She's clearly moved on, mm-hmm. and something sparkling between the two of you. Absolutely fucking not. You would. Yeah, there are way too years. many women in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't make sense. Fair enough. But, but someone, someone who isn't your friend that you do know, it's also a little unattractive. Somebody you know, who isn't my is un- friend that, that I know, calm. Okay. Why is it unattractive? Say that again. What's calm? Calm. Somebody who isn't my friend, but I do know them. I can be with their ex, of course. Yeah, I try to steer clear of of any previous mutual contact. Exactly. Why? I mean, in an ideal, so many in an ideal situation for why sure. Why am I going to but... go out with an ex of a friend or an acquaintance? Basically, whether why you're my friend, you might be the one. What if it's Chioma? Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. so I would, Watch Blue Therapy episode four, by the way. They, it also wouldn't really take much to because he's a waste man. <laughs> the world's like, too big, you, basically, for you to have to. Uh, you know him, but you know he's poor. Yeah, then oh, you then might do it on principle. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, an incentive. the same way I disagree with Johnny on principle, basically. It's <laughs> yeah, an incentive. What would you do? You, what's your rules on that shit? Uh, friend of an ex is a sticky one. Sticky, <laughs> not not ruled out, but sticky. No, sticky. he said sticky, but he definitely would because you, no, he wasn't no, he wasn't no, convinced no. with your reaction. No, no, he looked no, at your no, reaction. No, he was no, like, no, "What? No, no, no. Are you no, are you for sure? No, friend of an ex. Oh. Friend, friend of an ex, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Friend of someone you know. Yeah, sure. Why yeah. not? Like, give a shit. Okay. Friend of somebody you know. How about, friend. but you're not, you don't have an issue with, say it's a friend of an, an, an ex of a friend. Yeah. But your mate's cool with it. No, so that's still a bit sticky. Yeah, no. But your mate's blessed. He's moved on. He's got another relationship. You, still sticky. You, are, you, are you sure? Mm. Uh, well, it depend, depends on the, uh, <laughs> depends on, on, on what we're dealing with. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's a big turn off, basically. Yeah. When I know that like a girl that I like has been with a friend of mine. Yeah. But, Look, if a, but, if, a friend, but, if a friend of mine happens to have had a two month thing with Halle Berry and they ended and she's like, I'm into Jewish boys now, I'm not going to say no. No, thanks. No, fair play. Um, thank you to the contributor, the submitter. Thank you. Very um, much. Our thoughts are with you. I really hope you're able to maneuver this next phase in your mm-hmm. relationship. But I echo what Tommy said. This isn't too much of a problem. I think once you have a conversation about that lie, you set your stall out and you let this motherfucker know, please don't lie to my face like that again. Mm-hmm. I beg, motherfucker, right? I love you. You might get your seed in me one day. So play it cool. Then you can move on. I think it'll be fine. Fair? Agreed. So I think it's time to wrap up, man. This has been fucking sick. Shout out Pretty Patel. Mm, never. Oh, you fucking dog. Never. Um, Richard's secret crush. No, no, no. Angela Rayner, baby. Oh, yeah, to be fair. Angela Rayner, baby. She's ginger. I got a weakness for gingers. Yeah. Sounds like no we're about what to start a like, game of a no crazy fuck, marry, kill game. Yes. <laughs> that could be a good one. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Write that down. We just need a third. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Lisa Nandy. Uh, Lisa Pre- Nandy. Pretty yeah. Patel, Angela Rayner, Lisa Nandy. Which, Which one? one's Lisa Nandy? Uh, Shadow Foreign Secretary. I'm going to have to Google that. Oh, boy. I don't, know, I don't know if we want to do this, you know. I think we should. I think we should 
edit this. No, Marry, you, this is the part where we fade Marry, out. We'll, we'll see what people kill. say. We'll come back to this kill next week. Pretty. If, if oh, it's no, backed by popular demand. It feels wrong saying it. It feels wrong saying it, but marry Angela Rayner. <laughs> Whatever, whoever the other two women are in the what world. What's the other girl's name? Yes. Lisa Nandy. Woman, Lee, not girl. Yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. Lisa. But nah, um, yo, you know where we're at. This Kid and Terribly, episode 17. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. We are here every other week. We drop on Tuesday. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If your people like podcasts, this is the one to be listening mm-hmm. to. Big up man like Johnny. Big up man like Tommy. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Peace Much out. love.